1: Everything Cooperative. This morning, we have Mr. Rob McClinton on. He has a company that I want him to explain to us what that company is all about. Good morning, Rob. Good morning. How are you? Great, great. You started Small World. Okay. Tell us what that's about.
0: Sure thing. Sure thing. So Small World is a web hosting and marketing services company Mm -hmm. We started off as just standard web hosting company, but we we pivoted to more of a, a management service managed services provider. So as small businesses and organizations need all different types of digital things to be successful online, we help integrate those things into their website. So we don't try to make you choose the, the different services. You pick what you wanna what, what you wanna use and we help it work together.
1: So how did you get into this?
0: Well about years or so ago, I started working for a company that um, that did those parking pages. So you, you know how you, you see a really great domain name, and you think about it, and, and you go to it, and there's just this page of links uh, where there used to be pretty big companies that just had huge portfolios that worked with people who, who just had these great domain names. And so I started working with a company that did that for a while, um, and they owned a registrar, uh, which is uh, uh, where you go to register domain names. I, I, I wound up being put in charge of that, and I kind of fell in love with the with the industry because uh, it's such a gateway for people to be able to communicate and work together. I had worked with in the internet before on online advertising. I worked with GoTo.com. We we invented pay click advertising, so um, it was good to get back to working on the internet and and, and working with getting helping people to get connected with each other. clip advertising. Domain names, digital things. Yeah. Okay. I
1: need I need all of that. All, okay. <laughs> okay. And so your web page address is people,
0: small world dot smallworld.coop.
1: Smallworld.coop. And why not bigworld.coop, greatworld.coop? dot, co-op, great world dot co-op. Why small world?
0: <laughs> well, so when I was looking at hiring a registrar to get to get into this business, the uh, Small World Communications was the one that, that's available. Um, and because of my affinity for uh, small uh, local businesses, I've worked with local small businesses a lot in my career. Uh, and my mother had her, her own little small business. I kind of felt it was kismet, so uh, I, I went with that one.
1: So your mother had her own small business, so you got into this real early on.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah my, uh, some of my favorite memories uh, uh, as, as a boy is when my mom sold Watkins products, so like vanilla extract and baking things and spices and stuff like that, and uh, and she sold it to the women at the church. And uh, come in September or October, you know, she'd get out the order book and she she'd do a round to the church, and you know, people see Mama coming with the order book in her hand. She doesn't try to hide it; like she was not she wasn't going to try to sneak up on you and make a sale when she was coming with the order book. So, <laughs> okay. so, so they knew what okay. the deal was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas were her high season. So in September, October, she was uh, taking a lot of orders and we drive over to the warehouse and she, she'd buy the stuff at uh, at a wholesale price, come back home, bring it up to the kitchen table and I help her build out the orders and I remember putting putting the bag, the bottles of uh, vanilla and the spice and the and salt in, in the bag and put the order on it and staple it shut. And then we load it back in the car and drive around our neighborhood in south side of Chicago making deliveries. And, you know, she'd run it up to the house. I'd stay in the car with the product because, well, one, you know, a lot of products. Chicago. <laughs> south
2: south Chicago, Chicago, <laughs> right. That's right? Yeah.
0: Okay. And this was back in the day when you could leave your kid in the car and it would be okay. Like, like it, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't lose your kid for that. So, um, how old were you though? So, yeah. How old were you when that started? So uh, I think I started helping her build the orders when I was five or six. But then when I was from eight to ten or eight to eleven, is when you know I was I was just her her, her second hand. Like I was her vice president at that point. All right. All right. Make them VP money. Okay. Right.
1: (laughs) Okay. So she would take the orders. She would take the orders at church with her little pad, and then you would go to the warehouse with her. She would get the orders. you bring them back home, and then you would fill the orders and put them in bags, staple
0: the bags, and then deliver.
2: Yes.
1: And did she collect the money when
0: she delivered? Oh, yeah, yeah. She collected money so if she could get it beforehand, and often she did because mom was really good. Uh, she was smooth. I learned a lot from her. <laughs> you know? uh, she would get it ahead of time that way she could offset the cost of the uh, uh, the wholesale price. But for you know some of her friends, she would she would carry them. But it's you know it was COD uh, at that point, so not a lot of folks got credit.
1: Cash on delivery or cash on order. So she tried to get it when she ordered the money. Okay. I mean, ordered the product yeah. and they paid there. And since they were all good church-going people, you know, they always paid. I mean, there was no question. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay.
0: So every, now, every now and then there was a question, but, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but it got answered. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So how did your mom get into this? Do you know?
0: You know, I, I don't know. I know she was mom always had an entrepreneurial streak in her. I found I found a lot uh, late, later on. But um, one of the things that, that I learned is that we, we own the two flat building that we uh, that I grew up in on south side. And, and mom wanted to buy other properties and then rent them out like that was one of her one of her dreams. So she always had this entre- entrepreneurial streak to her. And I think, you know, I, I got the buzz from her on that front. Um, it, never, it never worked out. But later on, I, uh, I discovered that, uh, that she was dyslexic, which is why I mean, she, she never finished the sixth grade, I think, was the, was the highest that, that she made it. And I think that doing things like that, taking, taking her future into her own, her own hands and making her own way, uh, was a way of being able to be successful Without um, being dependent upon, you know, needing to be able to read and do, and, and and to meet other people's requirements and things.
1: So, so your mom was dyslexic. So, yeah. could she read, or she just mixed things around? She and could, the reason she I'm interested read. before you answer, but the reason I'm interested, yeah. Rob, is because I grew up in Bluefield, West Virginia, and we didn't have the testing back then. But I believe after my son was. Was diagnosed as dyslexic. That I was dyslexic. Had a lot of trouble learning how to read and learn how to spell and put words together and all of that. So, just
0: curious. Yeah. Um, so, I never learned this while she was alive. It was after the fact, so I don't know um, what her experience with words and characters and letters uh, were. But she could read. But there was there was definitely a, a definitely a cap. Like I I remember going from sitting on her lap and her reading books to me every night when I was really young to reading together to her telling me to read to her, which I took at the you know, which I took as and it was good practice for me to learn, you know, how to read, right? Uh and mm-hmm. it was a particular word that I was struggling with and she taught me how to use a dictionary. So um, I think all of these things were good lessons for me to learn, but at the same time I think it was also you know, working around um, uh, an encumbrance
1: on her part. Wow. So you got to work with your mom. That must have been wonderful. Okay. I, okay. Going to
0: church. More well, well, like orders. a typical kid. Wouldn't I didn't know, know how that. wonderful it was at
1: the time. <laughs> yeah, I said, I want to play basketball. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you got this affinity via your mom for small businesses. And so you call it small world um Co-op. So how did you get into co-op world?
0: So, um, yes, yeah, it's a great question. I was at one of the ICANN conferences and uh, I met. um, What's ICANN? What's what's
1: ICANN
0: conference? Oh, uh, so ICANN is the um, the semi-governmental body that governs the Internet. Um, It's the International Committee of Assigned Name and Numbers, I believe is what it stands for. So they are the folks who, well, yeah, they are the governing body of the internet. And so, um, when you have a company like uh, like a registrar, you you tend to uh, go to ICANN meetings because the policies that affect your business are, are determined there. That's how you have a say at the table. And and what most people don't know is ICANN meetings are completely open to the public. There's to the public is welcome to come and say you know give their piece about something that's not working working well. So it's. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a group of people the people who help make the Internet run. And, they, you know, we used to meet three or three, four times a year around the planet. Now we're doing it across WebEx, but anyone can join us. It was at one of those meetings where I met the head of the DOT Cooperation um, Registry, um, Violetta. I'm struggling with their last name. It's Greek. So she runs the DOT Corporation. Um, and so they're the folks who administer DOT Co-op. Uh, and we have to talking about things. And she explained to me um, the in detail the seven principles and how um, cooperators work and the values are and gave me lots of different examples from real estate to work in cooperatives. And, you know, I have always been someone who, who believes in, um, um, that there is no one specific answer. There is no one way to to, to, to do something. Every team, every healthy body needs a set of organs. And so I've always thought that capitalism was just one organ in the body of of an economy. And she gave framework to this other organ that, that to me seems like, well, this is a pretty core one. <laughs> like this is this is really on a fundamental level how people have always really worked together and they've just put some words and structure around it. This is fantastic, right? Wait a minute, Uh, I I
1: need you to repeat that because I got that on this radio show that this is the way, if you go back to the tribes in Africa or here in the Native Americans or you go to Alaska, you go anywhere around the world, people operated like there's this little tribe and everybody knew what they had to do and they had to work for the good of the group. And so, In order for this community to work, Everybody had to do it. Everybody had to pitch in. Everybody knew what they had to do, whether it was collecting fire or going out and hunting hunting gathers or washing the clothes, whatever. Everybody had their task. That's right. So they all worked cooperatively.
0: Got it. That's right. We totally agree.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Totally
0: agree. So uh, she she introduced me to it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. And that really gave me the idea to to, uh, say, you know, not only do I want to – and not only am I going to focus on small businesses, I really want to focus on this group, this these type of organizations, um, cooperators, and I want to take what I've learned and what I still do and keep track of in the for-profit capitalist world and, and uh, uh, apply those tools to cooperators. Okay, so just quickly, what kind of
1: education did you get? Your mom was sixth grade. What did you get? How far did you? I have a to? bachelor's. I'm a bachelor from Loyola, Chicago. So you went and you finished your degree. So listen, everybody out there, we're going. We're talking to Rob McClinton, who had a bachelor's from Loyola, worked with her, his mom in the church and filling packages, and then he started on the internet. We'll be right back to talk more about cooperatives and how he got into this world and what he's doing now. Please don't touch that dial. News Talk Station. Information is power. That's why WL is a great partner because we are giving you information about cooperative world and how you can work together going back to our ancestors, back to Africa, or from wherever you've come from, going back to working together to solve community problems, working and, and figuring out how to do that together. Mr. Rob McClinton is here with us. He's taken on a chunk of this, to small businesses and connecting us to the Internet and how we can market and all of this good stuff. So I'm excited about this conversation. Rob's mom finished the sixth grade. He finished college. Every mom's dream, I think, in America. Every, every parent's dream is that their kids would do better than they have done. You haven't mentioned
0: your dad, Rob. Where, where was he in all of this? Oh, he was there. Uh, he was there. He worked uh, for 40 uh Forty-two years at uh, at a steel mill on um, the south side of Chicago. So you know, he was a uh, he worked the second shift. But he got home, you know, after I went to bed until I was older. right? You know, once I was a okay. teenager, I saw him when he came in, right? uh, and then he left at two o'clock. So he he left then before I got home from school. So I, because of that second shift schedule, I generally only saw him on on weekends, but. Yeah, he was he was he was he was there. I'm very grateful for that. And uh you know, and all and all the traditional stuff that uh, that I um that you value about about a dad taught me how to ride a bike, it took me to my first Bears game, took me to my first White Sox game. So, you know, it's uh, it was uh it was a it was I was very fortunate to be able to have both of them um um there. Fantastic. It is.
1: And I got your mom and dad bought their building. It was a duplex, what I call a duplex. They mm-hmm. lived in, you all lived in one, and then they rented out the other. That's right. So they had income coming in from the duplex. Your mom sold her products. You said Watkins products. I had not heard of them. They're vanilla extract and other seasonings, and you helped her with her small business. Your dad works in a steel mill, and yeah. they're teaching you the basics of life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm getting a good mix. On one hand, I've got entrepreneurship. On the other hand, I've got, you know, getting up, going to work, doing, you know, hard union labor every day. Right. So, yeah. It, it's real
1: interesting. I didn't have the entrepreneur piece. My dad worked on in the railroad, and he worked any shift. He was on call almost his whole life. As he got more and more seniority, he could get a job. But for the most part of the life, when I was at home, he was always on call because he could work first shift, second shift, or third shift. I did that job a couple of summers that working on the railroad, that kind of work helped me to know. I don't, I don't want that. Okay. got right, right, yeah. And it's through education. I don't have to do that. I worked in the, in the, in Ford factory in Detroit for nine months. And my mom went back to school and got a degree and started teaching school. So I didn't have the entrepreneur spirit. I didn't get that until much later in life. But once I got bit by it, it was, hey, hey, it was it. And real estate was the piece. So I get your mom wanting to buy more real estate and passive income. So something's working for you besides you having to work for yourself. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So tell me some more about co-op. What have you found? Well, see, I didn't find it about co-ops. I just add this to it. Until I opened up a business for property management, and I started managing what they call limited equity co-ops, mainly with black folks in Washington, D.C., and most of the board were women. So I watched people without a college degree really run a business and make very, very intelligent decisions. So I had fallen in love with this co-op business. All, right. All right. right. So so how did you I got how you got it? You're at this digital internet conference and you met the dot mm. co-op person because we we got our handle, everything.coop is our webpage. So right. we went yeah. through that process to get the co-op as opposed to C O M or O R G or anything right. else. Net, I think dot net was the other one. So mm. that's the handle we have is dot co-op too. So we wanted to be in that sphere of the cooperative world. So it was interesting she went to the seven principles. So we'll talk about that a little bit more, but what has drawn you to this co-op world? She told you about it. You could have said, oh, thank you, bye. But somehow right. you then pivoted to this world as opposed to the capitalistic world. What caused you to come here?
0: So, you know, when you when you sell domain names uh, and hosting and things like that, it's a commodity product. So registries like um, dot com or Bear sign and the Dot Cooperation, they want registrars to 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 sell their TLDs and to make them available. Dot Cooperation though is is a little different because um, it's um, it's one of the oldest TLDs, so it's been grandfathered and grandfathered in. Not everyone can get it. You, know, you actually have to have a registered cooperative and they verify that. Um, they don't want to work with just everyone and anyone um so they want to they want to work with folks who get it and so i appreciate their commitment right so they are extremely committed to the to the movement that they represent um, and, and and so they want to see if if they if they run you through the things like does the bug bite right and it bit. like because for me the idea of Working together to build something to make something is you know, again. It's very natural to to how things have always been done. It makes a lot of sense, and it provides balance in the marketplace. Um, so, I think that um, for me, the the one thing I started noticing was that um, the, the the cooperation the uh, cooperators themselves were not as. Um, um, Aggressive is not the right word because people say, no, we're not aggressive. But, but when it comes to marketing and promotions, they, they, they weren't acting with the same level of um, tenacity that the for-profit companies were, were, were acting with. And I knew from the different companies I've worked with that their success is really just, Three sentences away. If you just tell people why you wanted to make this co- uh, cooperative to begin with, that energy, that that authenticity, will close sales. You you will get members. And so, I wanted to take what I've been learning in the startup community and helps folks in the um, cooperative community grow their co-op, their cooperatives, their co-ops, make them bigger, make them healthier, make them stronger, and provide balance to the economy and to, and to our society.
1: Wow. Well, My wow comes from um, this is why we have this radio show, for the same reason you've come up with what you said. You said not aggressive, don't have the tenacity to get out there and say, Hey, we're doing a great job over here. We have a wonderful product. You need to buy our product. This is where you get it. This is how much it costs. This is blah, 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 blah. All of that promotions, marketing. How I came up to it, I had the fortunate pleasure of being at the U.N., the only time I've been at the U.N. Wow. In 2012, the U.N. said 2012 is the year of the cooperative. And in November, October, November, the latter part of 2011, they invited cooperators from around the world to come to the UN. We had a day at the UN. I was the president of the National Association of Housing Co-Ops. So that's how I got in the room. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it was amazing. When you look, they were in Russia, in China, in Africa, and everywhere. Central America, South America. In Canada, they're much more prevalent than in the US. In a lot of places around the world, co-ops are more prevalent. But the thing that kept being said was co-ops are the best kept secret right. the best kept secret the co-ops are the best kept secret and and I'm going why and i and I kind of got that we may work together like in in the principle number six of the seven principles you talk about it says cooperation among co-ops so we may get together, we talk about what we do and how we do it, but we don't tell the world about it and the fifth principle right. is training education and information that's training the people in the co-op how to run a co-op and we do that fairly well but we don't train our politicians we don't train the general public we don't get that message out so and that says it in there that's part of the duty of that fifth principle is training everybody so started this program for the same reason that you got into it is that we got to get people to go shout from a roof what a great products cooperatives have just because it's people working together to solve problems. And because it's people working together, they can normally solve the problem and come in very creative, very great ways of doing That's it. Right. So yeah, let's shout, babe. I got, it. I, got it. I got it. I got it. So how long ago was that? Did you got this bug? This maybe the next love?
0: Yeah. Uh, um, great question. I think that was about four years ago. Five years
2: Oh, ago,
0: just four lot... years ago. Okay. Yeah. So a lot's happened in the meantime, you know, married two kids. So time has become a little bit of a mush, right? But yeah, it was about, it was about four or five years ago is when we had the conversation and they allowed me to register at smallworld.coop and I so started working through like
1: We've got to take our second break. So we're going to come back everybody and talk some, some more to Rob. About what are the kinds of things he's going to do in the future? What are the kinds of things we can do in this coronavirus world? What can we do? What can he do also in this world of racism? We'll be right back. Please don't touch that down. News Talk Station. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. Uh, we have Mr. Rob McClinton on a on the phone with us this morning. Uh, he has started a a business, a marketing digital world business. It's called Small World. His webpage is smallworld.coop. And, you know, we have been... Sponsored by the National Cooperative Bank for the six and a half years we've been on the air, uh, NCB's mission is to support and be an advocate for America's cooperatives and their members, especially in low-income communities like the south side of Chicago, by providing innovative financial and related services. So they've been around. They've been doing a great job. They've been around since the 80s, and, and they do just a wonderful job. Chuck Snyder and the crew. Roberta McDonald said that they're angels helping to solve community problems, getting that capital out there where it's needed. So we really enjoy having them as a partner. So, Rob, coming back to you like small businesses. Your mom had her small business. You got bit very early with the entrepreneur spirit. She had a sixth-grade education. Your father worked in a steel mill, so you saw both of them working. And with your entrepreneur spirit, you went on and got you a degree. What was your degree in? I know from Loyola. No, economics. Degree. Economics. Okay, so you wanted yeah. to study money and how systems work. So when you say that you knew that the economy is an organism, I like the way you said that, like a body has a lot of organisms, and capitalism is one of those, and you find that co op is another one. I like, the, I like the way you have said it because I think they need to both to exist. So now you started this Business four years ago, you did mention I want to get you have two children married and two children. How old are your children
0: so um Robbie is um what is it? he's going to be three in september uh and then Gabriel just turned two in April so they're wow, they're about, you said the
1: last four time. years you said the <laughs> yeah. last four years a lot of that but you <laughs> you're right on <laughs> okay, dad all right, okay congratulations the the best part of the world okay so you have two small children wife and a business a startup business and I like what you're doing so I just want to say to you Rob I want to do everything I can to help you to be successful because you're helping the people be successful that I like you're helping these small business cooperative businesses that help solve and balance the economy I want to talk a little bit more about that so what are some of the companies you've been working with and what are some of the things that you've done. And, and here's where I'm getting to that. I want to get to that is yeah. I've got two projects now going that I want to get your help on. I I, I, mm-hmm. I really want to look at hiring you to help market everything co-op, particularly in this world of this uh, social media. Rob, I'm yeah, 72, yeah. so I didn't come up with that. Okay. I got it. And so I've been trying <laughs> to learn it and keep up with it. I, all, I know a little bit about Facebook, but Instagram and uh, tweeting and all of that, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I really don't know how to market even in Facebook. So so I need help. And then we have another business, another uh, campaign, a group of cooperators got together and we're looking at uh, how co-ops can save or enhance or empower the postal system. Uh, that Mm. most Americans wanted to stay, and then there's a group of people that seem like they're trying to mess it up, and cooperators need it. Rural America needs it more than anybody, and it would really hurt, disenfranchise a lot of people if we don't have it or raise the price or close down those uh, postal offices in small communities. So we find that it's something that we really need to do. And by the way, let me get this in real quickly. If anybody wanted to know, You can send an email at mail at USPS.coop. So we did get the co-op brand also, but if you have any questions about that, we'll be sending out emails to people in the co-op world, how they can sign on to a letter to Congress on this one. But I really want to see how we can push that and push that and push that. So I want to get your help in that. So tell me now, what what are some of the kinds of organizations – that you've been working with and what are the kinds of things, services that you provide? Sure thing.
0: So, um, a lot of our customers to date have been individual small businesses. The folks who've had a dream about doing something for a while, had an idea for a product, and then they put a website up. and Or folks who were running a brick-and-mortar business, um, they knew they needed a website, but they, for some reason, just hadn't gotten around to it. So, uh, I started doing workshops with the SBA to help people plan on setting up a website Um, in the same way you wouldn't just walk down the street and just pick any old building for your restaurant or for your laundromat. You need to do some work, some investigation to make sure that the building is proper. So my workshops were designed to help people plan ahead so that they could save time and money when they actually pull the trigger with whoever they choose to go with, whether it's me or someone else. And I was very thankful that a number of them chose to go with me. So they've been very, very individual businesses. A lot of that has changed in the last three months, as you might expect with COVID. So, on the one hand, a lot of the materials we've been working on, the website, all of that stuff was geared around helping people overcome the fear of taking the step to set up the website. Mm -hmm. That fear just got wiped away, right? Like, if you didn't have a website set up before, you now know the reason why. So that's a uh, check. Right? So the good news is that that objection was just wiped out. The bad news is that everything was set up to address that objection right? um, to reengineering that stuff. But a lot of the work has been around getting people to do the very thing you were talking about is to step into social media. A lot of folks are Gen Xers or boomers. And there's a concern if you get on social media that you're going to wind up in a flame war with someone or, you know, that you're just, you're just going to get overwhelmed and not be able to, to stay on top of things. So, you know, I did this marketing seminar with KDC, Keystone Development Corporation, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm a member of them. They're a phenomenal group. And I walk folks through how to write a simple marketing plan, a simple social media plan. And here's some key things to know about the different social media channels to give them a framework to, to, to operate around. And that's kind of what I've been doing is helping give a framework so that people can decide, okay, do I want to do this on my own or do I want to hire someone? And so that they can hire, if they choose to hire, they can hire with confidence. Um, So I'm just trying to teach people how to you know, fish as quickly as they, (laughs) as they can. And then if they want to fish some more, we can do that. If they want me to go out in the boat and get it for them, I'll do that too
1: so let's talk about going out in the boat yeah so i happen to like red snapper and trout so what would you provide okay (laughs) how would you help me get what it is i need so what we're needing is want more people to know about our business so Mm -hmm. i guess you could help by telling me some of the business you've worked with particular co-ops so that they can come to the door you don't have to go to the church to get the order like you did with your mom, right. but they can come to the door, get the order, or go to your webpage and get to the order. Or somehow they know that this co-op is there. So tell me what's up. Who are some of the companies you work with and what are the kinds of services that you provide? What fish do you provide?
0: Sure thing. So the companies themselves are small individual folks, not, no co-ops yet. And um, so I haven't talked with them ahead of time about, you know, uh, it, their, their business names, but what we've done for them um, we put up websites, uh, we put up landing pages. those are all bread and butter and, uh, things that we that, that we do and we provide. and then there's the whole range of marketing services. so I do this in a very cooperative way. I partner with other marketers, other agencies and and so I'm the front person you talk to and you tell me this is my need. I analyze to the, to decide. Okay, who is best to fulfill that need? Can I do it? Can Julian, my uh, uh, my design partner, do it? Or is this something that we should shop out to one of our uh, marketing specialists? And then I get you connected. I don't step away. I'm I am your part, your point person. I'm your guy, um, and I make sure you get what you need. I act as your project manager for your company. And so, what what we can provide is pretty much everything. So. SEO, like I went to everything.coop, and I ran an SEO report um, on the website to see how is this showing up. What kind uh, of report so, is that now? What kind uh, of search engine optimization. Okay. So it determines so how, does, how does Google, how do the website, how, do, how, do, how does Google see your website? Um, and when people go searching for content, uh, how do you show up? And so these factors play into marketing because if your site doesn't show up very quickly, um, then people these days will will bail. Um, the the next generations the next couple of generations are 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 not want or waiting around. Right? So okay. so you know I did an analysis of your side. We provide these analysis for anyone who has a .dot co op domain name. Uh, we'll give you this analysis for free.
1: So uh, what did you find out about everything .dot when you did at SEO?
0: Yeah, it, it loads a little slow, um, so it gets a it gets a low rating for a, a how quickly it, it loads. And buried within the site, you have some dead ends, so um, links that that don't resolve. And so Google Google doesn't like that, so it'll it'll treat your it'll treat your site less favorably um, when you ha- when you have those. So the good news is that I have a list of all of them. Right, so I have a list of all the links that don't resolve. I have a list of all the images on your website that don't have a tag. So um, an, an alt tag behind the image is for folks who are who can't see who are blind. Um, if they're using a reader, the alt tag says this is what this image is, this is what this image is. And so if you don't have an alt tag, it just says blank image or something like that, which Google also does not treat very favorably. Um, and there's also some new disability legislation, legislation that could possibly become a problem for websites that don't allow themselves to be read mechanically. But once again, I have a list of all of those images, too. So it's all we can we can solve it all.
1: Wow. OK. OK. So why do I want my Web page optimized? Everything. Co-op, why do I want that optimized? And what, how does that help me?
0: So when when someone is looking for information about either the the service you provide, the product you provide, um, they want a result that's going to come through quickly. And people make a decision based upon how high you are in the rankings. So if you're at the top of the list, that someone says cooperative podcast and you're at the top of the list, you are far more likely to get the click and the visit than the person who's even at number two depending upon a term, you can be twice as likely as number two. Um, if you're in the top three, those top three links will capture the lion's share of all the traffic for um, for a search term. So you want your site to be optimized so you can be as high in the list of these search terms as possible. Um, and then you want to be on as many relevant search terms as possible, too. So people are going to search for the same thing in different ways, and they're going to say it in different ways. Some people use very a couple of short words. Some people will type almost a sentence into Google looking for it. Right? Okay. Either way, you want to be there.
1: So I got to tell you real quickly is that uh, depending on your price, I guess it's always an issue in marketing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I want to hire you. I got it right. I already know that. And then we're going to talk a little bit more when we come back yeah. after our third break. The time is almost gone. I got too many more questions to ask you, but it's like, what are the other services you provide? And I also want to get into some of the issues of the day, but we'll be right back. Please don't touch that
2: down.
1: Your news talk station. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. And the program is Everything Cooperative. We have Rob McClinton on the line. I have already know I want to hire him to help us optimize our search engine and do some marketing for everything co-op and the United States Postal Service, trying to help empower it and support it. So I got I know I want to hire you, and I know there's a lot of need for your services out there in the co-op world and and in other worlds, and I just want to give a shout-out to Peggy and Stephen at KDC. They're great folk. They introduce us to you, um, and they do a lot of good work. And Pat Thornton, who is my partner in this program, uh, she's the brain behind it. She's the producer. She just got elected to their board, and so it's exciting. But the KDCs, there's a lot of them, and love to see you get in front of a lot of these organizations. With COVID, it may be hard to get to Cincinnati and get in front of the Cincinnati Union Cooperative Initiative. They have a nice the National Association of Housing Co-ops Capital M, I mean Cooperative Impact Conference with the NCBA. I could see you in front of a lot of these folks because. The business world, particularly small business world, needs your services. The co-op world definitely needs it because people just don't know about it. So the more we can get right. people out there to know about it, the better.
2: That's right. So
1: let's just switch a little bit. You're African American. I'm African American. Oh, I got to get a plug in for you. We got to see how we can help you make some money so you can feed that two year old and three year old. Okay, so we want to take that on. I got it. I got it. I know they. I know how much they cost. I got it. Okay. So, the George Floyd issue, uh, which highlighted uh, when that police officer had his knee on his neck with his hand in his pocket, and looking smug at the cameras, killing yeah. him. Has outraged particular young people uh, that didn't that didn't grow up like I did in the South with racism and seeing it firsthand every day. So I'm liking the response and hoping that that response will cause major change in the United States. Yeah. What do you see some of the kinds of things that co-ops can do or your businesses can do that help with this problem of racism? So that's the first one I want to
2: talk about. Let's see what you got.
0: Yeah. Sure thing. So, you know, when, when I um, advise people as their as a marketing consultant, it, it, I, I ask them straight out, and they say, "We want to say something. We want to put something out there." Uh, and I ask them why, it, it, and it's it's and it's an honest question because, you know, regrettably, Miss Floyd is not the first person to to die at the hands of the police, and so, you know, why now, right? Um, and, and I say that because I want I want organizations to if you're going to take a step forward if you're going to stand up then stand up um, and if you're not don't do it just because everyone else is right because there's one it's horribly insincere um, so you're better off saying nothing if you're really not committed to standing up for the thing um, and two these days if you you're against something, uh, and those are just words, not backed up through actions. You will get blamed on social media, right? Um, and if you're reaching out to me for help, you're going to be blamed on social media and not know it because you're not on social media, right? <laughs> just to know what's going on. So, I'm encouraging organizations: if you're going to do it, great. Simple principle: lead, follow, get or get out of the way. So, if you're going to lead, then do something that's definitive and strong. So. That could be something like we're going to open up a board seat um, uh, for someone from the black community. Uh, we're going to, uh, or we're going. To, it, it could just be writing a check. And I and I'm sincere in this. You know, I talk with the the president of the Pasadena NAACP regularly. It's the second oldest chapter in the United States, actually. And Which
1: one is that? You, Which one?
0: The, Pas- the Pasadena chapter.
1: Oh, Pasadena. Pasadena. Okay.
0: Oh. okay. Yeah. Okay. Second oldest. Wouldn't not it. No. And, you know, they have expenses, too. So if you want to write a check, that's fine. But if you want to lead, don't just write one check. Make a multi-year commitment. and Say, we're going to stand with you to solve this problem for the next five, ten years, and we're going to commit this to you every year. Um, or, you know, you could do something as simple as if you bring in lunch for your employees um, every Friday, then take a look at your vendor list and just give a black-owned restaurant a chance to win the business. And I'm not saying you have to knock out all the other vendors and just go, you know, only Black-owned restaurants for every lunch, just one Friday, right? Just look at your vendor list and see, is there an opportunity there to give a Black-owned business a chance to earn my business? That's a systemic solution that has trickle-down effects. Um, So that's leading. Following is, you know, you know, maybe just writing the one-time check—that's um, fine. And then getting out of the way is to, is just not blocking blocking progress. Just don't block progress. If you're not going to make a statement, if you're not going to do something, that's fine. But don't stand in the way of other folks trying to do something.
1: So, how can your company or co-ops help to lead? I'd say lead. I, I following and getting out of the way aren't two of mine because this is a this is a four hundred year. Problem in the U.S. and it's probably yep. a problem since the beginning of mankind. This this racism yep. or one trying to one group trying to be on top of another, and it's that's not black white. I mean, the Italians had it. The the immigrants when they came over, they had their different groups, um, so they were called different things. Um, definitely, uh, religious. The, the the Jews had the issues. The mm-hmm. the uh, Muslims do now. I mean, so it's mm-hmm. like. With well, the Jews do too, but it's real clear what's happening uh, yes. with Muslims in terms of discrimination. So so what how can co ops or how can your business help to get this out or how can we as cooperators help to solve this?
2: Sure
0: thing. So on with with my business, I'm taking a look at opportunities to help raise awareness about, um, uh, black businesses whenever possible. Um, this ties a little bit into COVID, but when the restaurants were shut down, you, you know, uh, one of the things that, one of the things that we did was we created a, an app. Um, you can actually see it at, uh, we created two of them. One of them is, uh, pasadena.belocalstrong.com and it's a web app. And what it showed was all the restaurants that were open for curbside pickup and, and curbside delivery or takeout delivery, and, and all their different delivery apps were all on one page. So it was we tried to make it super easy for you to support local restaurants by um, by just coming here. Um, and so we're looking at how can we do that for uh, black businesses to make it super easy for people to find products, services, and vendors because um, we want to do a B two B version of that to to. To, to meet that need because I understand that people want to do something, but they're not sure what to do. And I think that that might be really the next thing, and it may, maybe it's part of the education value, is if you're not really sure what to do, I would strongly encourage folks to arrange a meeting with your local chapter of the NAACP or some other organization, your local black church and say, and ask the question and listen, what can we do? and just, so just yeah just reach out to me um you got to email me um rob at smallworld.coop or go to the small world site and fill out the contact form i like that one because it if it pushes your information into a really nice easy to sort <laughs> type type of the thing for me to manage because again i got toddlers running around so just go to smallworld.coop and fill out the form and um uh, um, and again, like I said, any co-op actually that that um, I'm I'm completely willing to provide uh, a free SEO analysis of your existing website. Just go fill out the form on the website, and I'll provide it to you. Um, I'll email it out to you, and then you can take that data and, and give it to your webmaster to fix, or we can talk about me doing it for you. But I'm happy to help.
1: So any co-op out there, just go to smallworld.coop. Smallworld.coop. Fill out the form, and you will do this SEO free of charge.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, then you'll and, send yeah, back to, to them,
1: them. Send back to them a, a email that gives them mm-hmm. this, and then they can either go solve the problem or they can hire you to solve the problem.
0: That's
1: right. So that's a, uh, that's a great marketing to tool. Someone. Yeah. That's a great marketing tool. I like that, sir. We only have a minute. What do you, What do you want to leave people with, Rob? This is gone. I have I have a lot of more questions to ask you, but quick. <laughs> what would you like to leave
0: people with? Um, just be- your what What you do is valuable. It's powerful. Share it. Don't be it. Don't Don't be stoic. This is your business. This is your organization. You feed families through what What you're doing. Let other people know about it. People are starving for authentic organizations to do business with. It might as well be yours. Fantastic!
1: All right, let's 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 get out there, co-op world, and, and market promote your business. Okay, everybody out there, live a, a great week. We'll see you next next week. Uh, live cooperatively. Thank you.